0: to Financial Freedom, educational podcast series hosted by Arvind Venn. These 15-minute or so podcasts are meant to educate and empower listeners about key financial topics towards the road to financial independence, in plain English and without financial jargon. Arvin Venn is independent financial advisor, founder, and CEO of Capital V Group in Cupertino, California. He is regularly featured in leading national financial publications such as Forbes and many others. And now for our host, Arvind Venn.
1: Hello and welcome to the 15 Minutes to Financial Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Arvind Venn. As always, thank you for joining us today. Today's topic is about businesses and retirement savings. Many business owners think of employer and small business retirement savings plans as inconveniences, as an obligation, rather than investigating and understanding some of the powerful features that these plans offer. So today's topic and what we'll talk about are some of these powerful benefits of these small business plans and the differences such as, say, what is a defined benefit plan or what is a cash balance plan. You may have heard of these, but now this is where we're gonna discuss that in more detail. So you walk away understanding these very important concepts and and on top of it maybe you should be setting up a safe harbor plan or a mega backdoor Roth for your business right so with your own business it's not just about having a regular 401k plan and contribution you need to know a lot more and that's how i work with experts like like people we have like eric we have on today to help set up our business owner clients to avail of all these important things that, that they should be thinking about. Another important topic that we'll discuss today is the Cal Savers plan. And that is already in effect. California employers are now mandated by law that they offer a retirement plan for their employees or join the Cal Savers plan, even for companies with as few as five employees. And Eric will be talking in more detail about the law here. So today's guest, Eric Peterson is an expert in these areas and is a pension consultant with Hicks Pension Services here based in the Bay Area. So welcome, Eric, to the podcast. Great to have you join us today.
0: Thanks. Thank you for having me here.
1: No problem. So let's dive right in and start about start with Cal Savers. The Cal Savers plan, I know there's a recent deadline, and maybe you can tell us why it is important for businesses to know about this law and are they face penalties, I would think. So let's hear it from you as you're the expert in this matter.
0: Well, our state, California, is mandating that most employers have what they call a workplace retirement plan, and they have brought out this mandate in three waves. First wave had a deadline of September 30th, 2020, and that—that that is, if you had more than 100 employees, you were mandated to have a workplace retirement plan. Then the so-called Wave 2 deadline was June 30, 2021. But the deadline that will affect the most number of businesses, because most businesses are small, there's estimated to be around 200,000 in California of small businesses. But that went all the way down to five or more employees. If you have five employees, and let's define an employee real quickly here. If you receive a W-2, and worked for one month you count towards that number so there's no full-time part-time it's just employees so if you have five or more your deadline to establish a workplace retirement plan was june 30
1: 2022. wow so let me stop you right there Eric. so what so are you i guess i get the impression that some or many businesses small businesses may not even be aware of the deadline that just passed, so what are you seeing?
0: Well, I'm saying most have not adopted. Actually, I'm looking at some stats, and this comes from the Department of the Treasury for California. And those, as of, and this is as of March thirty first, twenty twenty two. So with three months to go, there was a there were one hundred eighty thousand employers who had had not who were non responsive. so clearly well over half are not responding those that did report an exemption they already had a plan or they were in process or they adopted the cal savers that was 54,000 employers versus 180 who had not responded so i don't know if the word's out enough i know that the department of treasury is sending out letters i have copies of those letters they sent one to my firm (laughs) and we went online and Click the boxes that said we are exempt. Seeing that I administrate 401k plans, it's pretty logical to assume I have one. <laughs> but anyways, we went on there and you know we registered as exempt because we have a retirement plan. But 180,000 businesses have not done that.
1: So that's a huge number, Eric. So let me ask you a, a slightly different question here. So let's say that there are companies who are obviously they're not, compliant, for example, so they need to get their act together or probably face fines. But let's say that some companies go, maybe you can walk us through what exactly the uh, the Cal Savers plan contains. And if some companies say, man, I don't think I want to do something else for my employees, then what choices do they have? Will they set up their own 401k plan?
0: You certainly have the option of a 401k plan, a simple, a sad. There's lots of different qualified, any qualified plan would meet the mandate. So if you do not want a qualified plan, however, they do offer the, the so-called Cal Savers. And that I think employers are finding not that, they're not finding that to be a great plan because first of all, it's a Roth IRA. So it's after tax, there's no pre-tax savings. Those making over around $205,000, dollars a year, family income, filing jointly, they're not eligible. They don't meet the the requirements to be in a Roth IRA. They make too much money, so the business owners can't do it. And it's only $6,000, and there's no tax benefit. So they're finding that not not a great fringe benefit. When an employer does put in a retirement plan, I feel like, and I'm told from business owners, that they expect that plan to be a 401k, unless they're a nonprofit, then it's a 403b. But in the for-profit world, they expect
1: that to be a 401k. That's a great point. I mean, while I'm a big fan of Roth IRAs, basically, as you pointed out, those who kind of go over the income cutoff, they won't be able to contribute to a Roth. And I think for those who are in higher income areas, they definitely would like to also have a pre-tax contribution like a 401k or similar qualified plan if that's not there. That is an issue. So that's, thank you for pointing out those very important differences. So that, so probably that's a also a good segue for me to ask you about from the Cal Savers plan. So let's say we talk more about the qualified plans or the retirement plans that are set up for small and medium-sized businesses. So why don't you walk us through a starting, let's start with, say, a, a defined plan versus a defined benefit plan.
0: So a so-called DC plan, limits the amount of con- defined contribution plan. IRS limits the amount of money we're allowed to put in per year. A 401k falls under that type of program. Our limits here, and these are federal limits, our limits this year, if you are under 50 years old this year, your limit's $20,500. Interestingly, that can be deemed pre-tax or after-tax. The participant has, can make that election. Providing that your plan document allows for that, which most would. Um, on top of that, on top of that, if you are fifty or over, you're el- you're eligible for the so-called catch-up, another six thousand five hundred. Add that up, and you know fifty or over, is allowed to put in twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars, and again, that can be pre-tax or after-tax. So that, that's a big contribution, and that helps employees reach retirement with some money to supplement the what their social security that they're going to get or their other savings. employers are also allowed to help their employees reach retirement by offering a so-called profit sharing or a match whereby the employer makes a contribution to the plan back to the cal savers a little bit there is no mechanism for an employer to contribute on behalf of the employees and cal savers it's only an employee contribution and this is an important distinction to make in today's job market. Employers are telling me they're having a hard time finding employees. They do big recruiting gains. They think 100 are showing up, you know, half show up. And, and half aren't there. Another half of that aren't there in three months.
1: Right. So, We've been hearing about the, the great resignation and the, and the very low unemployment numbers. You yeah, have to your point.
0: Yeah, so it's hard to retain people. So employers are telling me they want to contribute by way of a match or a profit sharing, usually a match. They want to make a contribution so that they can be competitive when they're looking for new employees.
1: So that makes a lot of sense. Right, that makes a lot of sense. So I guess what you're alluding to in the larger companies, they have the 401k match could be a percentage of the employee salary. So that's part of the plan. And then... On top of it, some companies have what is called the, uh, the mega backdoor Roth, which is even though the employee may not be able to contribute to a Roth because of income levels, but because of their, the plan allows for a, a post-tax contribution, they are they're able to uh, contribute into a Roth-like instrument. So uh, can, can you briefly talk about this? Uh, so if I'm not going off on a different track here, but I would assume that the mega backdoor Roth also falls could fall within this plan where they could, an employee, for example, in a larger company too, they could still contribute to the full limit of a pre-tax 401k plan, avail of the 401k match from the company, and potentially also contribute to a post-tax Roth-like instrument, which is some ways sometimes also called a mega-backdoor Roth, I believe. Can you touch upon that briefly?
0: Yeah, so the so-called mega-backdoor mega Roth, it, it comes around, once, it comes up every once in a while. It, it receives a lot of press. Mm-hmm. Forbes does an article and, and re, republishes that article annually. And so, several other publications do that. And so I get a lot of questions. It's a nice strategy for a specific few. And why I say a specific few? First of all, the employee typically would max out their deferral. Yeah then receive a match. Now, if there's more space left over where the employee can make a contribution, an after-tax contribution that's afforded to them on the so-called voluntary non-deductible contribution, or excuse me, on the voluntary after-tax contribution. And that's if the company permits that. Let's think about who can afford to do that. That's not everybody. That's somebody who's already put in their 20,000, received the match, and now wants to put in more so again not everybody however right. the plan document has to allow for that and there's another challenge to that some companies it doesn't work because there is a non-discrimination test where the highly paid for them to be able to do it there has to be participation from the non-highly paid so that doesn't work for most companies larger high-tech companies where it's proportionally higher paid people it does tend to work there so those in the bay area who for some of the, you know, tech giants, they probably have that available, but it's not going to be available to everybody. So keep that in mind. If you have questions, if it's available to you, if you're listening to this podcast, you should contact your HR department and see it's available and see how it
1: works. That's a great point. I've been telling my clients, always tell them, you know, talk to your HR department, talk to your forward provider, ask them these questions. So Obviously, we don't see their plan, but they need to, they need to know that. But so to your point, so larger companies are able to incorporate those, but for smaller companies, that's probably a good segue to ask you about a safe harbor plan. So if a safe harbor, if a smaller company can establish a safe harbor plan, would, so that, so which means that makes them, when they do the testing of highly paid employees, sometimes some companies don't pass that, because if not, that many people are enrolled. So I guess a safe harbor plan does come in, come in handy if a company can establish that. Can you, can, you, can you talk about that a little bit as to when that is applied?
0: Yeah, prior to the Pension Protection Act back in what, the late 90s or early 2000s, the PPA, we had the so-called non-discrimination test, which meant that the non-highly paid did not do deferrals. The highly paid were not allowed to do deferrals or very limited. So that, that was an issue for 401k plans. Didn't do much for the key people, the owners who were the ones buying the plans. And the management staff didn't do much. Well, then the, the rules changed and we were given this safe harbor. In the law, that basically means we sell them to a harbor that is safe from testing, okay? So we have this safe harbor. And that came in two forms, a match, dollar for dollar up to 4% of pay. Or it came in the way of a profit sharing contribution where it just gave everybody 3% of their pay, whether they put in their own money or not. So when that first came out, um, everybody decided and stayed with us and it's continued with us that match is probably the best way to go. Most companies did the safe harbor match. And so then that, now that is a feature in the plan where you can establish a 401k plan and not have to tell the highly paid use. And this year defined in the IR in, in ERISA by IRS, as a contribution uh, of an income of $135,000 or greater, you're highly And hmm. um, Now we can tell the highly that you can put in the full amount if you use a safe harbor. If you adopt that provision in your plan, you are exempt from that non-discrimination test.
1: Right. So that's, this, these are some very important points, already, what, you, what you're touching upon. I think, as I mentioned at the outset of my podcast, I think many business owners see or choose to see 401k or the uh, or the retirement and the pension plans as an inconvenience. But this is these are powerful. They help employers and employees. And there are there are laws around it. There are some very strict laws that not adhering to those can can involve penalties. So I think it's um, I hope the business owners uh, listening to the forecast at least start kind of thinking more about. These things that we are that that you have been pointing out, right? so, some very important concepts. so the now we've talking we spoke a lot about the defined compensation plan, which is I mean the pensions very few companies offer pensions and you know, we all know that it know pushed because companies were forced to offer the these kind of plans. but what is a defined benefit plan? because I know uh, obviously some business owners implement that. What are the advantages and when and why do people set that up?
0: Okay, so retirement plans really fall into the 400 section of code into two categories, defined contribution where they define the contributions going in. Limit is when they say define. they limit the amount. We talked about the 401k limit being 27,000 if you're catch up eligible. There is another set of plans different from the fine contribution where they define the benefit you're allowed to receive at retirement. Essentially, you can receive a benefit if you have pay in the three years history of pay of at least $245,000. You can receive a benefit from a plan if you've been in it long enough for $245,000 a year. So they're defining the benefit coming out of it. And By the way, that would be close to a $3 million benefit that you're trying to fund. So in those types of programs, you can put in a lot higher numbers. You know, somebody in their 50s starting a plan. Can put in
1: two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So that's a powerful plan. I think many are not aware of, and I think that's something that business owners should educate of. Obviously, everything has certain rules around it, and it has to be set up in within compliance and rule boundaries. But these are some very important concepts. I think like our podcasts are educational, and the keys we think education is power. So all these components, what we're talking about today. Hopefully, this will resonate and uh, for and, and make business owners investigate further. So, the, the defined benefit plan, as you mentioned, has some. There's the limits are much higher, and you could have some really good plus points going forward. The other question for you: is, Some business owners also implement cash balance plans. What exactly is that?
0: Okay. The defined benefit plan, there are different types of defined benefit plans. One being a cash balance plan. So it is all following the defined benefit rules. However, it's just a different way to calculate really how much we're gonna give to employees versus owners, essentially. Cash balance plan does that a little more favorably than a straight defined benefit plan would do. So cash balance has been the default and more popular plan design, which again, as a category or a type of defined benefit
1: plan. Got it, that's what I thought. So that's so, there are different categories and I think one of the more popular ones within the defined benefit plan is the is the cash balance plan. Got it. So Eric, so at the, at the end of this podcast, so what, we, what, are, what, are, what would you say should be the, some of the biggest takeaways uh, for our listeners from this conversation?
0: So, Arvind, we talked about the different retirement plans that are available to this. That, that's for employers to decide with their CPA and, and hopefully with your, your guidance as well. But my biggest takeaway to everybody, and I'm seeing this missed, the Department of Treasury is sending out a letter to all employers reminding them of this so-called CalSavers Savers mandate. And the, the deadlines are giving employers or, or the letters are giving employers their deadlines. And on there, the letter says that you need to go to the website and register your company with the access code that they have given you. And there, you will either show that you are exempt because you already have a plan or you are in process of establishing a plan. You can do that as well or adopt the Cal Savers if you want it. Um, but it, it, it's imperative that you do that. And the reason I say that, and and Arvin mentioned this way earlier in the podcast, there are penalties if you do not act. The penalty is five hundred dollars an employee, and that um, that authority to to give you that fine is from the franchise tax board. So I mean that that's that's who that's, fines
1: employers. That's pretty serious. So so again, th- thanks, Eric. So that's that's a lot of good information, great information, and I think. Uh, that's an important takeaway regarding Cal Savers. I think I, I didn't note that it looked like almost 80 or 90% of employers have not responded, which is, which means like a lot of fines uh, waiting to happen. So hopefully people will take action. And for those listeners too, and I want to point out that we help our business or our clients. We work with uh, leading companies, including people like Eric, so, so that we have all the uh, things aligned. Uh, we understand all the, all the aspects so that to stay out of trouble uh, make sure that everything's done properly and it is also important for for those who already have 401k plans for advisors to make sure that the benchmarking is done every year there's a there's it's a fiduciary it's a fiduciary responsibility so for the employer and it's important that your advisors make sure that you have the benchmarking done every year all the funds that are chosen or have, have, have low very low expense ratios it's very important to make sure that everything is done for the best interest of the uh, of the plant participants we're getting to the we try to keep it the 15 to 20 minute range so there is a lot more i need to ask and i think there's a lot more knowledge that you can share eric but so i guess what we need to do is to have you back on a webinar and that way delve into more detail. I have a strong feeling that a lot of our listeners and even some of my clients who are business owners will find it very, very valuable. So I'm looking forward to having you as one of our expert guests for an upcoming webinar sometime in the next few weeks. But in the meantime, thank you so much for taking the time and and giving your expertise and opinions on this topic that you know so well. It's
0: my pleasure. It's great great to be with you here and thank you.
1: Wonderful. And before I sign off, I also need to give my obligatory disclaimer that this is only for educational purposes and it should not be considered financial, legal, or tax advice. Please consult with your advisors for specific advice to your situation. Thank you all again for signing on and thank you again, Eric, for joining us today.
0: It's my pleasure.
1: So we look forward to seeing you soon and you tuning in As the next podcast. You can also read more about us at www.capitalvgroup.com or call us at 408-725-7122. Or you can like us or read more about us on Twitter and on Facebook.
0: Arvind Venn is a registered representative with advisory services and securities offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor. Financial planning offered through Capital V Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL Financial.